guys, welcome back to Thick and Thin with yours truly. This is Katie Bilotti speaking. Who else would it be? Because I never have guests. <laughs> I've been like working on that. It's my New Year's resolution to like put more work into getting guests for this podcast and like stuff like that. But you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of like my my diary where I just talk to you guys about things that bug me, things that I think about, you know, life in New York, where I am currently, and I'm like, okay, I'm having trouble. I have like half of an apple in my mouth right now can you tell (laughs) I'm eating these apples from Whole Foods which this is not sponsored well the Whole Foods part is not sponsored Uh, I wish I was sponsored by Whole Foods that would be a very that's when I know I've made it if I'm sponsored by Whole Foods or any um, grocery store because I spend a ridiculous amount of money on groceries half of which go bad in my fridge because I don't cook anyway Anyway, so I'm eating this huge apple and I swear to God, guys, these apples like are the size of my head. Like this is not natural. Like I don't know what happened with these ones, Um, but I'm currently eating an apple and they're just so big. Like (laughs) that's what she said. Oh man. Will I ever grow up? Because I don't think I'm going to ever stop saying that's what she said jokes, even when I'm on my deathbed at like, I don't know, 90. Okay, so anyway, tonight's podcast episode in true Valentine's Day style because this is going live on Valentine's Day. And as much as I don't really feed into Valentine's Day, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh my God, I'm so anti Valentine's Day, whatever. Like, if you like Valentine's Day, good for you. I'm not like a hater. I'm not, you know, really that much of like, what's it called? A a pessimist or like a cynist. Like, or I, I, you know, whatever. To each their own. If you like Valentine's Day, good for you. If you celebrate, good for you. I, will not be like doing anything really out of the ordinary I think I'm gonna get like takeout with with some friends um but you know whatever still nonetheless as you know I don't really celebrate it in a loving like you know boyfriend dates flowers manner but I still do give it some thought I'm still interested in the whole concept of you know what the whole holiday is about which is love like I I remember being taught the history of Valentine's Day and Saint Valentine like back in elementary school and if you guys don't know it's like it's founded on the grounds of like you know Saint Valentine basically risked his life for lovers there was a time in history where you know people weren't allowed to get married because there was a war happening I don't remember like what time frame or where this even took place but it's like an old wives tale that you know Saint Valentine swooped in and married all of these lovers in private or secret um, so they could you know be in love and have sex and whatnot so yeah and then he died he got like you know hung or something before uh for doing so so yeah naturally we celebrate valentine's day celebrating love and love is something that i you know i've i've gotten to know in different ways throughout the years like i feel like i've had a very different relationship with love as i've grown older and so tonight instead of discussing a historical figure or anything of that nature like i usually do i'm actually going to be kind of going back down memory lane into the history of myself so yeah i'm going to be talking about kind of just some you know little ways that I've learned about love over the years um one being a really traumatic story that you know spoiler alert I'm going to talk about um kind of giving you the spark notes version I bled in a guy's bed and uh just kind of talking about what happened after that so I'm going to be talking about that but honestly I do think tonight's episode is something that actually might be what you're not expecting from me in terms of a love podcast episode so yeah without further ado um let's just get into tonight's sponsor so we can get on with the juicy love podcast all right guys so kind of in the spirit of tonight's episode our podcast sponsor tonight is zola which as you guys remember from last week is the wedding company that will do anything for love what they've done is they basically reinvented the 
wedding planning and registry experience to make it as easy and, you know, customizable as possible for couples and, you know, making couples lives easier because I feel like, as I mentioned last week, I'm going to be a bridezilla. So I'm going to need all the resources possible to plan my dream wedding, um, which it will be the best freaking wedding of my dreams. I can tell you that much. My husband somewhere that doesn't even know he's my husband yet is like freaking out probably internally and doesn't know why because I'm a little bit totally obsessed with planning, um, planning everything, especially my future wedding. So if you guys are getting married or know someone who is, definitely direct them to Zola because they make the whole experience super easy, all in one place. Um, You can create your registry, website, invitations. Um, Basically, you can personalize your whole special day before it even arrives, which is music to my ears. So as I mentioned, the first step is you start out with your free wedding website and from there you design your registry um, and all of that fun stuff that I'll be doing eventually someday. So as I discussed last week, I do have a promo code for you guys. Um, So to start building your free wedding website and also get $50 off of your registry on Zola, go to Zola, that's Z-O-L-A dot com slash hello Katie, that's hello K-A-T-Y, I know my name is a tricky one, Zola.com slash hello Katie and you can get $50 off of your registry and get started. So that's it for tonight's sponsor, let's get on with the episode. Okay, so let's chat about all things love, shall we? Just call me Dr. Love. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) That sounds so stupid, my friends. If they, oh my God, if my friends listen to my podcast, they'd be like, Katie, what what the fuck is coming out of your mouth? Um, Yeah, I I never know how to like start these like word vomit, like little tangents that I get into. But I guess I'm just going to start with like how these thoughts, you know, how this whole concept and what I was even, you know, thinking leading up to recording this podcast. So Last Sunday, I was really hungover, and I, I feel like all my stories start with, ugh, I was really hungover, and because I feel like I do my best thinking and my best, like, emotional, like, pondering when I'm hungover and just feeling sad about my uh, my state, and I don't want you guys to think that I'm, like, always hungover, but, like, you know, we have our moments, so anyway, I was walking through Manhattan um, hungover, and I just kind of felt like all my friends are busy and I didn't want to go shopping because I've already done a lot of shopping recently and I just was like what can I do that won't cost any money that I can just like spend my day doing and I won't hate myself for laying in bed all day you know what can I fill my day with so I found myself on the subway going downtown back to my old apartment so if you guys know or followed me back then I lived in New York the first time was last summer um, or not last summer wow two summers ago now so the summer before my senior year of college I lived in New York. I was interning here. I freaking hated interning. Like, oh, being an intern is just the worst. Like, can anyone else relate? It's just, you're a bitch for like a summer. A lot of times you don't get paid for it. And it's just like, it's not probably what you even want to do, but you just feel like you need something on your resume. Do you ever like just do things because you like know you have to do it and you're like, who on earth actually enjoys this? Yeah. Anyway, and meanwhile, everyone's like posting on social media trying to make it look like their internship is the best thing ever. But like, let's be real. No one's internship is the best thing ever. Okay. So anyway, that that was like (laughs) why I was in New York. But I lived in this awesome, well, very, very small like shoebox apartment with my friend with my friend Julia um, over by Washington Square Park. So it's like down by NYU dorms, um, an awesome area. I actually tried finding finding an apartment there um, when I moved for real, you know, this past summer. And I just it was all either so expensive or just not you know what I wanted you know too just too expensive to be honest it's an expensive area so when I look again I'm gonna be a little bit more uh you know uh, strategic with it because I kind of do want to live back down there sometime but 
Anyway, tangent aside, I went back to my old apartment and down the street from my old apartment on Sullivan Street, that's where my old apartment was. If you uh, ever find yourself down there, that's where I lived and breathed for a whole summer. Um, And I used to go to this one park called Washington Square Park, which is where that like iconic arches. I feel like a lot of, um, you know, famous movies, like there's some scenes there. It's like one of those very iconic, but very quiet and actually very like very New York areas like there honestly aren't that many tourists at least at this time of year and so when I went back it was actually pretty like it was a tranquil Sunday but I just sat down at this one bench where I used to write my blog posts and if you guys don't know my blog post um thekatieproject.com or my blog in general that's what it was um kind of was the reason it kind of birthed this podcast I feel like this is kind of what you know, it's evolved into because writing takes me a long time because I'm kind of obsessed with like grammar and making it perfect and look good. And I don't even want to tell you how much time I spent just like formatting my blog post so they would look good on my blog. But yeah, so, you know, this is kind of the spot, you know, where I went back was kind of the spot where this is this whole thing began. And so I sat there and I, like I said, I was hungover. So I was feeling really, really just like thoughtful. And I just felt, I just kind of like experienced this feeling of just kind of like, it wasn't even a feeling I can put into words. It wasn't sadness. It wasn't happiness, but it was just some sort of middle ground where it was just like, like it wasn't nothingness, but you know what I mean? It's just like something kind of in the middle there that doesn't even have a word attributed or a word that I know or a word in English at least. So I was sitting there and then all of a sudden I was just like, all these thoughts just came back. I know where to be. So I just let my mind wander and I, it kind of brought me back to, you know, how I was feeling when I was here this summer or that summer and you know, honestly, a lot of that summer was spent, you know, stressing and preparing for the next year in college because senior year, if you guys don't know, like, or if you're experiencing it now, you know, or if you're about to, or if you already have, like everyone kind of, you know, understands the whole concept of senior year in college. It's it's kind of honestly the most traumatic year of your life. Like, yes, you are the top of the school. Yes, you know, you're, you kind of are an expert on the school, but you are you know, you feel like an absolute idiot in many other ways, especially if, you know, you feel like you're, you're not prepared enough for the real world. You, you're so, you know, scared all the time, honestly. And I feel like a lot of my friends, you know, we had, we had problems in our friend group, not really like problems per se, but it was like, all of us kind of were falling apart. Like, you know, we weren't like, you know, mad at each other or anything of that nature, but I feel like all of us in our own way, were just struggling with something, whether it be you know, just coming to terms with the real world and getting a job or just, you know, the overwhelming sense that we aren't enough and that we're constantly needing to improve and like we're just not ready. (laughs) And that was just kind of the feeling that I experienced senior year. And I feel like, you know, I, I was just kind of angry with myself all the time. Like, I feel like this is a constant, you know, feeling that, you know, humans experience just being angry with yourself because you feel like you aren't adequate and you aren't ready and you aren't enough in some way, whether it be romantic or just in life, you just feel like you're not, you know, the way you should be at your age. Like, I feel like we're just constantly struggling with this. And I was DMing with someone tonight, um, a friend of mine who's older, she's in her thirties. And she was saying how, you know, I was just asking her about, you know, the concepts that I'm talking about tonight and just, you know, in general, like, does it get better? And she's like, Katie, I am 30 something years old. And I still feel like, you know, I'm supposed to be in this place that I don't feel like I am. And it's freaking me out. Like she just, you know, it's, we're constantly struggling with the feeling that we can be better. And I feel like, you know, senior year, 
you know, as much as I did, you know, I had my blog, I had, you know, kind of a career path, not completely ironed out, but I had faith that I, you know, was making enough, doing enough. I honestly, you know, speaking like just, you know, transparently here, I could support myself in New York without a job, you know, just doing my blog. So I wasn't too nervous in that regard, but I was, this sounds so stupid and just so superficial and you guys are going to be like, Katie, what the fuck? But I was just so insecure with my love life like very, very insecure about it, very, you know, overwhelmed, you know, that all my friends seemed to have someone and I didn't. And, you know, and, you know, in college, sometimes the biggest thing is, you know, getting invited to a date party on Friday night. And it sounds so dumb. And now even sitting here looking back, I feel like it's dumb. But in the moment of it, it's important. And if if it makes you sad and it makes you feel something, it is important. You know, it's not something you should just convince yourself is dumb because if it makes you feel something, it's not dumb. And so, you know, I was, had this obsession in college with, you know, trying to get it right in my love life because I felt like I had everything else kind of taken care of in a weird way, kind of wasn't scared about many things except for I was just so, I just felt so inadequate because of my lack of a love life. I was like, okay, what, like, what's wrong with me? And we constantly ask ourselves, what's wrong with me? And I've kind of glazed on this topic in other episodes, but, you know, we can't help but think like that there, there must be something wrong with us because, you know, we kind of, we don't really, uh, you know, fully internalize the fact that there's a lot of things wrong with you know the world (laughs) and not just us or not at us not us at all you know so anyway I I just was kind of sitting on this bench just thinking about that and thinking about you know how happy I am now I'm still you know I'm not dating anyone I'm single as can be but I do feel like I'm in a better place now that I've graduated now that I've kind of been removed from the bubble of Elon University which Elon is an awesome school I think you kind of get this everywhere you go to a certain extent you kind of feel like there's just something that you need to improve on at all times and it's really you know as I mentioned earlier in the podcast it's I don't want to say it's impossible but it is very hard in this day and age to love yourself you know given your flaws given things that you think are inadequate about you and so you know I was kind of just going through my blog post after this you know I got home from you know my little adventure throughout Manhattan and I laid in bed and I was just kind of like, you know, pouring through my old blog posts, my old journals from college because I just wanted to kind of get back into that, you know, that mindset and just wonder or kind of just dig deeper now that I have the knowledge of what I, you know, what I've lived because, you know, freshman year, people always say like, Katie, if you could go back freshman year and tell yourself something, what would you say? And honestly, I would be afraid to tell myself anything because I've seen so much, so many things I've been through and things I can't even begin to tell you guys and I won't ever because there's some things I just can't and wow I just I would be afraid to load that on freshman year Katie I'm kind of happy she didn't know but yeah so one blog post in particular that just really pulled at my heartstrings particularly I wrote after um an experience with a guy because as I mentioned, I kind of had an unhealthy relationship with love in college, which is not abnormal. I think a lot of us do experience it. I do want to convince myself that I'm not crazy because I, I don't think I'm crazy. I think we all have that one thing that we feel like we need to, you know, that one hole in ourselves we need to fill with something. And I, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be fully, fully transparent in this episode. I'm actually going to even say something about a guy that I told myself I would never say online. But I think it's something that although it's embarrassing for me and I really it really freaked me out you know, it's important. I read this one, you know, reread this one blog post that I wrote and 
it was about, you know, kind of the feelings I experienced after a sexual encounter with a guy. And, you know, I, I honestly had an unhealthy relationship with sex in college. You know, I am not going to say, well, no, yeah, I'm going to say it. I threw it. I threw around sex like it was nothing, no big deal, because I thought it was what I needed to do, you know, to to be loved. <sighs> yeah, I said it. I did. I, whoa, my stomach. Did you just hear that? I really hope you didn't hear that. My stomach is like, yeah, girl. Yeah, you had an unhealthy relationship with sex. But I did. And so I wrote this one blog post. It's like really long and lengthy, whatever. But then there's this one part that particularly got me. And I like started in my, I wrote it down and I started it. Because I was like, Katie, you need to talk about this in the podcast because it's crazy. <laughs> so I said, um, you know, I kind of talked about the experience. And I was like, okay. I said, here's the truth. Looking for fulfillment outside of yourself results in pain, self-hatred, and exhaustion. Whew, <laughs> that's heavy, Katie. Whoa. Um, and I said, but here's why it's so hard for us to grasp this. The feeling of strong, warm arms around you, the symphonic thud of heartbeats in unison, fluttering eyelashes against skin. For me, the intimacy aspect is what entices me to run back into the trap every single time like clockwork. The good morning texts, the bragging rights among friends, you know, the social media photos, the reasons behind craving a significant other are different for everyone, yet same in principle. It's a feeling so intoxicating that we can't see see straight. It's the feeling of finally zipping up a pair of jeans you swore you'd never fit in again. The feeling when you ace a test after weeks of studying. The feeling of looking at your bank statement and actually having enough to buy a round of margaritas and not go hungry. You know, feeling like you've finally gotten it right is a sensation that tops any other. When it disappears as quickly as it arrived, we feel deflated. For a lack of a more elegant phrase to describe the feeling, I need to chill the fuck out. I know I do. I need to distract myself. Go to the gym more. Drink some green tea or shit. Write more. Read more. Go for a walk or two. I need to do anything that I can to distract myself from my powerful need for the gratification that intimacy and male attention gives me. Because up until this point, chasing the feeling of finally getting it right and getting the guy has left me both utterly wrong and alone. That's what happens. You let people in without them even knowing it. They destroy you. But I stride confidently into every situation, every single time, almost daring them to hurt me. It's like taunting a starving dog with a piece of meat, knowing the chance of getting your fingers nipped is high. I do it willingly, dangling what they want most in their face, and I still have the audacity to hope that they won't just take what they want and go. I do it to myself, really. And then I ended with a pretty good thing. Honestly, I, I still believe this. You know, let it hurt, but then let it go. Take a shower. Wash your sheets. Yes, wash your sheets, guys. Wash them more than you do because I, I promise it's there's nothing like the feeling of clean sheets. I actually have to, I just got mine back from the laundry. I have to put them on my bed. Go for a run. Move on. Someday you won't have to do all of this. Someday it will be right. That someday just isn't today. And then I have this like little, you know, like a gif at the end and it says, and she never heard from him and she never heard from him again. A love story. Anyway. So yeah. Wow. Whew, I just got like a rush of feels even just reading that out loud, but you know, I, I just had this like, this, this bad relationship with, with sex and intimacy. And I feel like a lot of us, you know, fall victim to it. And it's something that, you know, on Valentine's Day, <laughs> we must discuss because otherwise it will eat us alive if we don't confront it. You know, there's this Buddhist philosophy that I read about a little while back. I actually have it written down somewhere in here. Um, yeah, I wrote down um, that Buddhist philosophy suggests that, you know, by pushing away all the negative stuff that we've experienced, not letting ourselves fully process it and think about it and, you know, kind of make make sense of it, which, you know, 
honestly kind of you know diving down the rabbit hole a little too far is not good but you know by completely just you know pretending like it didn't happen you know it actually makes our struggling and our suffering worse and so that's like a buddhist um buddhist philosophy there but you know it's kind of like a fortune cookie (laughs) um but yeah like I I had some bad you know relationships with guys in college and I feel like it's something that isn't you know completely out of the ordinary I actually had this one experience with a guy that probably the most humiliating most deflating experience of my entire life this like uh I hate that my mom's listening to this you get to listen to this shitty guy that I still think about because of this shitty thing he did um I had an encounter with a guy, um, you know, he was one of, he was like a, you know, a, a friend of like my, my friend group or like kind of sort of, he was in a fraternity where like a lot of us, like I saw him a lot. He was one of those people that, you know, we always had this like kind of flirtation. Um, and I just never like let it go further. Cause I just didn't want to see him like that. And we just, you know, we never got there. And then one time I, you know, we finally hooked up and, um, the next day, I woke up and I nothing was different. It was like whatever. I just went on with my life as I normally did. And then I just started kind of there's like just some, you know, things in the grapevine, you know, I heard some stuff from some of my friends and turns out um I guess I bled in his bed a little bit. You know, I think bleeding during sex or after is like something that just happens to a lot of people and it's something we always are nervous about, you know, oh, how dare our our female bodies let out a little bit of blood because I just I can never grasp the idea of why guys are such dicks about you know bleeding and like just normal things like blood is a normal thing and it's something that's normal when you put something inside of you that you might bleed afterwards I don't know just a crazy thing that I'm throwing out there um can you tell I'm like heated about this and he took a picture of it of the stain on his bed and sent it out to his entire fraternity um, I don't know if it was like a Snapchat. I think it was. It probably definitely wasn't like a group me post. That'd be weird. Um, but he just definitely, yeah, he sent out a snap to his fraternity and they all knew. And I, it just left me feeling very, very, I honestly didn't even feel really like, you know, like, oh, how dare I bleed? Because like, come on guys, anyone with common sense knows that that's a normal thing. And if anyone's ever insecure about, you know, that, take it from me, you should never be insecure for something that your body does. Um, but yeah, so I obviously saw him in a different light after that and the whole male species. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that left me feeling extremely deflated and I'm sitting here admitting this story that I thought I would never tell anyone. Well, anyone online, because obviously a lot of people at school know. Um, but yeah, so like guys, you know, it's okay to feel empty after a hookup and after, you know, an experience like what I'm describing, you know, and I think that this is all the more reason for me to reread that one sentence I wrote where I said, oh man, now I just lost the blog post. I just was scrolling because I was nervous about telling the story. And, um, you know, looking for fulfillment outside of yourself results in pain, self-hatred, and exhaustion. You know, I feel like even when you find the right person, you're not going to be looking for fulfillment in them. You know, there's someone that's going to compliment you and make you a better person, push you to do things that you wouldn't normally do, you know, in the sense that it's bettering you as a siren goes by. (laughs) Um, but I don't think it's going to, you know, be you looking for fulfillment. You know, I feel like there's always this, this statement that's like, oh, he's going to complete me. But I'm, I am just fully standing by the concept and reiterating it to myself whenever I feel down that I am complete and I am whole without him. 
And if anything, there are things that maybe I'm not whole in, but they will never be filled by a guy. They'll be filled by, you know, self-exploration and just being a better version of myself. And I think, you know, this whole, this whole concept is just my, my, you know, my, my failed romances, my, you know, hopes that have been crushed in college by guys, um, you know, I think it all just kind of leads back to the concept that we need to be loving ourselves more, guys. You know, on Valentine's Day, I'm sitting down and I'm telling you guys, you need to love yourself more, kid, because, you know, if you can't love yourself, if you can't spend a minute of your day just loving yourself, how on earth do you expect someone else to? Because if you love yourself, you know, you set up this barrier wall that little can surpass or little can what's the word uh break break through I guess like if you set up this wall of you know not not a wall that you don't let other people in because I do think that's a flaw that a lot of us experience you know like not letting other people in I think that's you know we have to allow ourselves to experience life and get hurt sometimes because that's what makes us learn because how would I ever be sitting here you know about to launch into all the ways you can love yourself if I wasn't at one point hurt by not loving myself you know you have to let yourself experience that but you do you know have to process it okay you can't just run away from it you know me sitting here and sharing that story to you guys that's part of my journey of processing it and hopefully helping other people who maybe have experienced something similar you know I I'm still it's it's a it's an everyday learning experience you know learning how to how to love myself because you know I wrote down and um you guys know I like kind of jot things down during the day when I get home from work or during work sometimes I have to like sneak out my notebook because I get nervous that someone's gonna walk by and be like why are you writing about your deepest darkest fears at L'Oreal Paris (laughs) um but I wrote down you know I'm trying to figure out what parts of me my personality my hopes my desires are mine in which I created to please other people to please others, to make my content, my life more interesting. You know, I feel like, yes, I was kind of obsessed with having a boyfriend for myself, maybe partially, but I think a lot of that I kind of convinced myself were personal hopes and dreams, but a lot of it was so I could have, you know, things to tell my friends or that I'd have things to share with you guys and that I'd have, you know, a guy to make the boyfriend tag with. And I just think a lot of it was kind of rooted in what I thought was sexy in this day and age and in this society that we live in and I didn't really actually want anyone to completely complete me because I didn't even know who the hell I was I still don't like I do but I don't I'm, I'm working every day to figure it out I promise you that I might not know exactly who I am yet but I promise you these eight seven eight months in New York you know living consciously you know in my own apartment I always say this in every episode I'm like I'm in my own apartment can you guys figure out that I'm alone and I'm living alone whatever um but I think being alone with myself here and having these moments where I can just sit and you know this podcast even has helped me so much in just figuring out who the hell I am and I can promise you I'm a lot closer than when I was you know initially writing these blog posts in college just feeling so empty and so worthless and so unsure about everything even though I loved to portray myself as being the person who knew what she was doing and I loved going to parties and telling people about you know oh like I know exactly what I'm doing after college and like this is what like I just loved coming across wow I'm getting hot I have to like take off my bathrobe oh my god (laughs) I'm like overheating by all this truth that's pouring out of me like I love being the person that seemed like she had it all together don't we all don't we all love is isn't it such a sexy thing to be like oh I have it all together look at me I'm all that in a bag of chips um but I wrote down this one quote by Cheng Zhu and I think I want you guys to think about this because it's a good one 
Um, the effect of life in society is to complicate and confuse our existence, making us forget who we really are by causing us to become obsessed with what we are not. Oh, damn. Seriously. You know, we kind of do, I think the right word or the key word here, it's the one that I actually um, underlined and circled. <laughs> obsessed. You know, we become obsessed with what we're not. And it becomes so blinding that that's all that we see in every photo we take and every you know, experience that we reflect on, we just see this glaring, you know, bolded what we are not. And that's all we see. And it's really sad. It's really sad. But it's something that, you know, you know, loving yourself as you are is a very tough concept for us to grasp. It's a tough concept for us to live and for us to focus on. You know, my, my body is a temple. That's bullshit to me. <laughs> well, it is. It's true. But it's hard for me to to live that you know and there is a bright side you know you do have a lot of time left to become who you want and some people out there are gonna be like oh you could die any moment but like okay let's just let's be like let's let's not be so cynical here let's not be so pessimistic let's just you know see life as a happy rainbow you know you still do have a lot of time to figure out what you want to be and what you want to do and I think the fault that we often become brainwashed into thinking is truth you know the the concept that's so hard for us is, you know, the idea that, well, like, why should I wait? Why can't I just decide, you know, to be this whole, you know, person, this perfect person, like, whatever. Why can't I just, like, figure it out tomorrow? Why do I have to wait? You know, I have such a problem with patience. I'm so stubborn and I just have the worst relationship with patience, that's for sure. You know, and I think, I think, you know, in a world where we are constantly encouraged and praised to improve. You know, improvement, self-improvement in any way is so glorified. And yes, I think that you can improve internally, but a lot of the glorification surrounding improvement is improving upon things that some of us don't even need to improve, but we think we do. Like, yes, if you want to lose weight and look better, whatever that means, you know, and it's, it's something that deep in your soul is making you a better person do it of course but I think where we kind of mess up is you know in this age of social media putting it all out there and inspiring quote-unquote inspiring other people to do so you know what if other people don't need to don't in their being in their soul need to lose weight but think they do because you know it's just such a tough thing because you know social media is in a place where like okay if I stop doing this like other people there's gonna be someone else who's inspiring other people to lose weight when they don't need to if they don't need to you know and I'm not that's maybe one example and I'm not trying to bash fitness influencers or anyone who portrays their fitness goals online because good for you if it's something that's rooted in your soul and is making you a better version of yourself in that regard healthier in all elements then yeah that's fine but I think that we just have this unhealthy relationship with social media and like that's something I will always touch on in every episode because I need to remind you that we're all feeling it. It's not just you. You know, and I, I struggle with this. Like, you know, surely I can do better. Like I'm constantly telling myself, oh, I can do better in this way. I can do better in this way. You know, sometimes I'm sitting in meetings at work and I don't understand what they're talking about. And I'm like, oh, I just wish I was smarter. Like I just feel like, you know, I have to remind myself, bring myself down, back down to, to earth and think, oh, I am 23. These people in these meetings are 35 and they're discussing all these things at, you know, great lengths and knowing exactly what they're talking about, but they've had 12 plus years in their life that I haven't experienced yet. I need to have patience and know that I will get there and not think it's going to be an overnight success. You know, not everything in life can be an overnight success and we have to be okay with that. 
You know, it's it's what happens not overnight. It's the things that happen in months and months and months of trying that truly shape us and make us better versions of ourselves. That's that's what I truly think, you know, and um, I read this one quote. Okay, so kind of just shifting gears into the whole self-love idea. I wrote down this one quote that my friend Bianca wrote. Um, Bianca Sparacino. Sparacino. I still don't even know how to say her last name. I need to ask her. <laughs> but... Um, her username on Instagram is Rainbow Salt, as I mentioned many, many a time. You guys need to follow her. Um, she said, kind of on the you know the concept of falling in love with yourself versus a person. You know how to love yourself because, as I mentioned many times already in this episode, it is extremely, extremely hard to love yourself. It is so hard. You know, and as much as we want to post a pretty quote on Instagram and say, "Ah, oh, I love myself," blah, 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 like we still have feelings of self hatred and self loathing and just you know, shaking our, shaking our heads and thinking, oh, like, why can't I just be better? Why can't I just be at this point? Because we just constantly think we should be somewhere that we aren't yet. And that's something that we constantly feel. But she wrote, um, if you want to fall back in love with yourself, focus, focus, big word. Reminds me of that one song where it's like, wait, focus on me. Is that how it goes? Like focus, focus, focus on me, whatever. I'm going to stop singing. Um, she basically was saying, you know, focus on the things that hurt, as I mentioned, you know, focus on the things that make you feel safe, focus on the things that make you feel hope, you know, focus on the things that are deeply rooted in your soul, you know, and I think the key word in all of those statements I just said is you, focus on you, not them, you know, what makes you feel real, what makes you feel, you know, like you are not just a bag of bones living in you know, someone else's idea of what is perfect and what is, you know, expected of you. And, you know, you're not a character, you're not a a product of other people. And, you know, you're you, you are you, you are real. So be that person, be that real version of yourself. You know, I have a strong belief that your soul, like what is deep inside of you and what, you know, when you're kind of living in autopilot does make decisions for you. Like what, when you're looking at, you know, I always do this. I buy flowers a lot. I love flowers. They make me happy, like deep in my soul. That's one part of Valentine's Day I can get behind, buying flowers. Um, you know, looking at all the flowers, what color, what kind of flower, what, what do you choose? Like those like little choices that you make every day that you think don't mean anything. They do. They mean something. They're rooted in what you actually want to do. They're rooted in your, in your soul. The thing that's, you know, deep down there living and thinking and then a lot of times you ignore and you don't, you don't act upon those things that you think because you think, you, you think, <laughs> there's a lot of thinking happening in that sentence, that they aren't right and they aren't, you know, they aren't beneficial to your ultimate goal, which is being this perfect, awesome person doing, you know, whatever in your dream city, whatever, you know. And so I, I have this strong belief that your soul will whisper back to you, you know, all of those things that you actually deeply do want and you deeply do feel safe doing. You know, what where is your safe place? What is the you know, maybe it's not a, a physical, tangible place or a place, you know, like a, a you know, not like a, a bench or something, but it could be, you know, somewhere deep inside of you, some sort of, you know, feeling or something that you do that makes you feel safe. What is your safe harbor? What do you go back to, you know, when you're feeling just so spent and so just over it, you know? And for me, sometimes it's my bed <laughs> with a cup of green tea. I actually have this one like just very reoccurring feeling that I used to experience in high school when I was being bullied um 
you know, I'd go home, I'd lock my door per usual because I didn't want my parents to come in because I, not that I was doing anything like, you know, suspicious in there, but I just needed my safe space. I'd go in my room. My parents respected it, loved them for that. And I would just close my door. I would make some green tea, like five cups of green tea. I would sit down with a book. I actually like, I don't even want to know. Actually, I do want to know how many books I went through in, in high school, like how many books I went through because I was so into reading. I wish I could read more. I just genuinely don't have time. I wish I did. Um, but I, I would just read like a sci-fi or like, I really loved the Mortal Instruments series. It's like a, it's by um, Alessandra Clare, I'm pretty sure. I think that's the author. I read all of those books. They're huge. Like they could like knock someone out. That's how big these books are. They're like kind of like Harry Potter books, but like huge. And I would just like blow through them, reading my, or eating my, wow, <laughs> drinking my green tea. And I would play this one playlist on Spotify and it's, um, Oh, what what is it called? I don't even... Actually, maybe it wasn't even on Spotify. Maybe it was on... What did I even listen to? I don't even remember, like, what happened before Spotify, like, what I was listening to. But it was this one playlist, and it had, like, those songs, like, um, Bon Iver, and, um, like, all of that that style of songs, like, The Civil Wars, and just, like, songs where I didn't even, like, really listen to the lyrics, but it just made me feel some type of way. And that was my safe harbor. That was my safe place where I would go when I needed to just be and not be consumed and just overwhelmed by everything that I'm not. In that moment, in that space where I was, that was where I could be me, and no one else was influencing me. And, you know, maybe these characters in the book, but they didn't exist. Like, there's something about just reading a fiction book, like a sci-fi fiction book, where you, like, know that none of this could happen in real life. Yeah, that was my that was my place. That was where I felt safe. And so, you know, whatever that means to you, you know, go into those places, those spaces, those, those feelings, those kind of, like, you know, portals to a a place or not even, it's not even a place, but it's just like this feeling that overcomes you where you just feel like there is no, that time isn't passing, you know? And for me now, it's kind of sitting at my desk in front of my computer, like making videos and just diving into these projects. Like I edited a video for work um, last week and um, my my colleagues, my coworkers, uh, my my friends at work, my work wives recently discovered that I can make videos. and so I made a video for one of our new products and I'm actually really proud of it. Like I want to show you guys one day once it releases. The product doesn't come out till 2020 so it's going to be a while until I can show you guys. Um, but anyways, I made this video and I just got completely lost in my work. I It took me like literally four hours. I like missed a meeting. I was like <laughs> so into it. Um, but that's like my one of my safe spaces and we all have them. Like I feel like sometimes it's hard for us to remember and come back to ourselves when we're just so stressed and so overwhelmed by everything that we're not. But I think in those places, that's where we truly love ourselves because we let our souls whisper back to us, you know, the things that we don't hear during the day when things are so loud and everything just seems impossible, you know. And I I know and I'm very, very understanding of the idea, although sometimes I like, I'm like, fuck that, that self-love takes time and it takes patience. You know, it's not something that is going to happen overnight. It's not going to be an overnight success. It's something that, you know, it's it's a full-time job. It really is. And, you know, with everything else we do, it's just so hard to find time for it. You know, it's it's something that you kind of have to teach yourself. You know, when you forget the words, it's something you kind of have to whisper back to yourself. You know, and, oh, wow, that was so deep of me. Woo, good work, Katie. <laughs> but I, I really think, you know, I think it's just hard because sometimes, or actually all the time, a lot of times, you know, appearing weak in this society, taking time for ourselves is something that, well, it, it's kind of, it's not glorified. It's not. 
as much as, you know, we like to post like, oh, like I'm in a bath with a bath bomb, self-care, you know, even then we're still catering to society and we're showing society, we're showing our friends, oh, look at me, I have so much, I am so like good with myself that I can take a bath with a bath bomb. But, you know, it's kind of the times where you don't post about it and it's the times where you truly let yourself feel weak. Maybe not weak like, you know, bullying yourself and thinking, oh, I'm, I'm a piece of shit. But just, you know, kind of being vulnerable with yourself. I think, you know, although it isn't portrayed as being sexy in real life, you know, and telling your friends like, oh, I didn't go out on Friday night because I was sitting alone with myself thinking about things that I need to think about that I haven't let myself think about. You know, I think, you know, our society, it values knowledge, you know, values decisiveness. You know, that is sexy. You know, politics and politics, like I think, you know, politics has become a huge thing in our society, which is actually really awesome that we're finally now you know glor or romanticizing the idea of being politically savvy I think it's probably the best thing that this you know technological era has kind of unearthed in us that we now care about you know politics and what makes our society different and change and move you know when we're becoming politically savvy I think that's very interesting but you know in politics in, in particular like you know any politician who is kind of you know, not decisive and kind of, you know, not kind of wishy-washy in, on politics. Like it's, you know, we kind of think, ah, oh, they're kind of like someone I wouldn't want to vote for, whatever, because they're not like bold and decisive and like, you know, out out there with their ideas. And like sometimes, guys, you can't, you can't. Sometimes you have to just sit with yourself and not know the answer to all of your problems. And I think that's where self-love begins. You know, obviously all the frou-frou ideas of like, you know, being okay with your flaws and whatever, whatever, whatever. But where do you think that begins? It begins with just letting yourself be for a minute. And I talked about this in last week's podcast episodes. This, this kind of like flows really nicely, honestly, if you listen to this one after that one, because I talked about how, you know, in society, it's so glorified to be busy all the time, you know, and, and what happens in those moments where you force yourself <laughs> to not be busy, you know, and it's, it's, it gives you time to do, as I mentioned, you know, the Bianca quote where you kind of focus, focus on other things and go to those places within yourself where you feel real and not just some product of society, you know, not some one night stand, like, you know, victim of a guy who posts your period blood or whatever blood. I don't even know how I, I don't even know. I wasn't on my period. I don't know where it came from, to be honest. It could have been other girls, to be honest. <laughs> fuck that guy um but you know I am more than that person that he completely mortified with that snapchat but you know sitting here I'm a stronger person who the fuck knows where he is I don't know <laughs> I don't care because look at me now you know I'm, I'm a lot more at peace with myself now and I'm really proud of myself for that like yes I have my moments yes I have a lot of moments where I'm just kind of you know, dragging my feet in the same patterns that I do every other day because, you know, nine to five life, that's what kind of it does to you. And not everyone has the luxury of just walking away from their nine to five and just, you know, traveling the world. It's not a luxury everyone has. It's something that, you know, my goals in life are, you know, I really, I do think that my job is something where I can learn so much about what I I could go on for this, you know, on on this topic for days. You know, I really do love my job because it's teaching me so much about business and things that I never thought I cared about. You know, it really makes me passionate. And I think we have to find what makes us passionate, but don't, you know, become a victim to it. Like, you know, just the rat race, they call it in New York, where you're just constantly just like 
running around in circles doing the same thing every day. I think there's there's times where we just need to break away from that and just have a night or a, a moment where we just aren't on our phones and we just think. And I, I will say that till the end of time. I feel like some of my episodes are becoming a little repetitive towards the end because I still have the same goal at the end of every one, which is loving myself more and loving myself enough to take a break from all the mayhem that goes through my brain every day. <laughs> so... Yeah, I want to read that last, um, the last statement in my blog post once again because I think it's something that a lot of us on Valentine's Day need to hear. Let it hurt, but then let it go. Take a shower, wash your sheets, go for a run, move on. Someday you won't have to feel all of this. You won't have to do all of this. Someday it will be right that someday just isn't today. And I think it's time that we stop obsessing over someday or that, you know, that someday being coming today, because as I mentioned, you know, not everything you do, a lot of things, many, majority, most things you do are not going to be an overnight success, and that is okay. Like there's, I I could go into a million historical figures, (laughs) classic me wanting to bring up history, you know, who got their start later on in life, and who, you know, got rejected from things. Like I could go through the list of people, you know, LeBron James, um, Walt Disney, people that just didn't make it the first time around, make it big, and eventually they become household names. So, you know, just know you are a work in progress. And at the end of the day, the sun will rise tomorrow. You know, whether we rise or not, the sun is going to rise and we will start again. And we will have a whole new day, a whole other 24 hours to do something with with our lives and I think that you know it's best spent those 24 hours those days are best spent you know trying deeply trying to get to know ourselves a little bit better and not you know just doing things that we think we need to do doing things we actually know are bettering us so yeah wow Woo! and like just like that we're at the end of the Valentine's Day episode wow so I hope that this kind of went in a different direction than you maybe expected it to go and maybe you feel a little bit more you know, at ease, knowing that we're all kind of nutcases, (laughs) just trying to get to know ourselves a little bit better. Some of us give ourselves more of a chance than others. And I just pray that, you know, today you guys give yourself a chance. So that's it for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. And I will talk to you guys all in my next one. Happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) 